I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present yourself and your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in, in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Okay. I know someone teased recently, and that person might have been my husband, that many of my sermons include stories about my daughter, Madeline. That's true, and I'm about to do it again. But after this time, I promise I will not tell another Madeline story until at least November 6th when I preach again. As you might already know, that if you give a child the choice between a gift and the box that contained that gift, they will pick the box every time. And this happened to us around last Christmas when Madeline was finding joy in trying to fit herself in small spaces, like in the ottoman or under the end table, and then, of course, in the empty gift box. And when she placed herself in a box, I started this silly game that would become one of our favorites. So every time Madeline would put herself in the gift box, I would pretend to open the gift and be very surprised. A Madeline? I've always wanted a Madeline! And she would say again, again, and hop back in the box. And my response would become more excited each time. A Madeline? I can't believe it. This was the exact gift I needed. The next time, what? No way. I can't be this lucky. A Madeline for me? This is the best gift ever. And then I would scoop her up in a great big hug. The best part about this game was that it's true. That we were playing, but that's really how I feel 99.99% of the time. That she is the best gift ever. Now, I had to tell this story. Really, I didn't have much of a choice because today is Commitment Sunday. And I honestly believe that this is how God sees each one of us. A Jill? Yes! A Bob? So wonderful. And Eileen? Stop it. This is just too good. 
We are so loved. And when God created each one of us, shaping our unique personalities and passions and giving us each special gifts, calling us in baptism, God knew exactly what the body of Christ needed. You are you on purpose. In our passage from Romans, we are reminded that we are one body in Christ, that each one of us with our many gifts are needed in the body, that each one of us is this important piece of the puzzle that helps complete the picture, making it possible to do the work that we are called to do together as community. You might even say that we're better together. Woo! That's our theme, right? That none of us alone can be the body of Christ, that we need one another. What I love most about this passage from Romans is that not everything that's listed is an obvious spiritual gift. Teaching and ministering, yes, of course, those are needed. But Just being cheerful or encouraging? Yes, those are gifts too, and they are absolutely needed. Every person, every gift is needed. When we start to talk about spiritual gifts, maybe you don't think you're enough, or you think that someone else would be better at something than you or that the things you love to do and are passionate about can't relate to your life of faith. But I promise you, you are enough. In our gospel lesson, it is the humble tax collector, not the Pharisee who is lifted up. The Pharisee in this parable follows God's law to build himself up. In his prayer, he gives thanks for not being like lesser people. His spiritual practices, his financial giving were done to make himself feel righteous and so that other people saw him as good. But the tax collector is humble and honest. He trusts in God's mercy. His prayer is sincere. The tax collector was enough loved and created in God's image. In our own giving, our financial gifts or the ways that we serve, we give only as we can, as God has made us. Our giving is a response to God's own generosity because it feels good to do what we love for the people that we love because we need to give We were created to do that, to give. And because we come alive when we are most fully ourselves, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. I had to relearn this lesson again recently. I love to read. I'm a book person. Whether I'm listening to an audiobook or holding a physical one, I enjoy it all. But I thought of this as something that I did outside of my work as pastor. 
After all, I read all sorts of books, not just religious ones. But when COVID was keeping us mostly separated and we were looking for ways to build community, a few people on council suggested that one way to do that would be by starting a book club. And the book club brought us together when we were craving connection and continues to be this place where we have meaningful conversations. And now I get to share this thing that I love and bring more of myself into this role of pastor. And I even get to pretend it's work, which makes it even better. It's a powerful thing to be able to share our gifts. Just after the hymn of the day, we are going to take time to fill out our Servant Connect forms in worship. These are new and improved Servant Connect forms. So even if you filled one out before, we're filling out a new one today. They include our current ministries, and a few things that we hope to do soon. When you fill out this form, you're letting us know that you're interested in a particular ministry, whether it's one that you already participate in or something that you would like to try out. We take every one of these forms and we input it into our database so that we can quickly find a bunch of volunteers when an opportunity comes up. And we can ask the people who are most likely to be interested in something. But this form isn't just about the list in our database. The Servant Connect is an invitation. It names a variety of ways that you could give to our congregation. Everything from helping others with the elevator, to reading a book to the preschool class, to yard work and grant writing. It's a reminder of this amazing variety of gifts that are needed to do the work that we share. And a recognition of the many unsung ministries that work quietly in the background but are just as important. It's an opportunity to meet new people, to try new things, to share something that you love with other people that might love it too to use your specific gifts and talents in the body of Christ. And it's a place to dream, too. There are places to add ideas, so add anything at all that you're feeling called to do. We hope that you'll thoughtfully and prayerfully consider each item on the form. And whether you check off three bubbles or check off 30, that you'll find places where you can share your gifts and be most fully you. And when Pastor Josh and Jen and I take all of these Yellow Servant Connects, the whole stack of them, and one by one input your responses in our database, I have the feeling that it's going to be just like that game that I would play with Madeline. That each one will be like opening a Christmas present, reminding us what a gift it is to be part of a community that is this loving and generous 
vibrant and caring. So in the next few weeks, as you walk by our offices, you might just hear, we've always needed a Fred. I can't believe it, we have a Nancy? How did we get so lucky to have a Kathy? Craig? Oh, he is the best gift ever. Again and again, growing more excited with each one of you. And the best part is that it's true. That each one of you is a gift. God needs you here, not someone else. You. Amen.